going out there? Jamborees, jamborees. Jam- Scabby knees. I am not a collector of bees, but I am a smoker of trees. Ooh, I thought you were going to say something about having a disease. Oh, I don't really like to talk about that. That's the route I would have gone because I like to make myself appear very attractive. Hello, everyone. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Michelle. I technically do have diseases. I was going to say, how many diseases do you think we have at a time? Well, it varies. I, I, I absolutely have diseases. I wonder how many diseases I have at Probably this point. nothing. I think you're okay right now. Me? Yeah. No, there's got to be something. I think that you're going to die before heart disease can actually be diagnosed. Oh, because it's going to be straight heart attack. Mm-hmm. Heart attack. Or something really dumb. I used to have a song that I wrote called Heart Attack. It was this Did whole it... thing about being obese, and I used to sing it for my sister all the time. Is he... Yeah, you know how it goes? Is... <sighs> something to... I can't remember, but I remember it would... Heart attack, heart but attack. But it would be like, heart attack, heart attack. Like, it, it got heavy. Uh, eat a cheeseburger and get real fat. Uh, it, was like, it was very slow in the verses and then uh, worked up to a very heavy chorus. Because I used to make up songs all the time. I made up a song once about how uh, my sister shouldn't be bisexual because I was religious. So we'll get to that at some point. (laughs) That's not her current beliefs, everyone. That's another time. That's another time. So, yes, I am Michelle and my husband, Sam, here. Uh, We are a couple of critics, as are all of us. In some sense, in some form, to some degree. We, uh, we're we just two people who have pretty different interests when it comes to things. And the whole idea of this podcast is that we share those interests with each other. And we take time listening and reviewing and uh, seeing other pieces of the world that is out there. And it's, uh, it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, you know, I'm talking to a fella out there. You know how... Your lady likes Shania Twain, and you don't. Let's go, girls. Well, imagine you've listened to that CD five times, and you do that every other week. And that's this podcast, and I'm going to tell you something. It might sound miserable at first, but it literally changes your brain as I texted you today. It uh, yeah, I said that to you in a text today. And it sometimes today, from the what I listen to, because we are banking an episode, so I'm not going to tell you what that is. But she already knows what's next. I do know what's next, but I've been listening to what's next, and surprisingly, it's just not like I feel like I'm just I'm mo ready. You mo ready? I'm mo ready for what's next, and uh, more equipped. I'm more open minded. I think that this is truly making me open my mind to being okay with things existing that I don't like. And when I say that initially, it makes me sound like a complete fucking asshole. And I don't mean that, but we all kind of write things off that we're typically not into. If we're just like, yeah, I don't like that style of music. So anything that falls in that genre, no, thank you. If I hear just a little bit of it, I'm going to immediately write it off, say I hate it, but I never really listened to it. I just heard something that I was waiting to hear and confirmation spouting off shit um it's almost like i'm not saying this was your opinion but like it'd be like oh uh distorted guitars like in that fashion nope Mm -hmm. out or something like that change the station or like with me like 
like a uh, female voice. I was gonna say female voice, or like even like oh, like digital beat, or like actual like dance beat. What? Mm-hmm. That's getting changed. Whoa, that wasn't a real drum set. Yee. <laughs> but that's I probably still would change the station, but I'm not so fuck that anymore. I'm more just like eh, not my thing. If you want to listen to it, that's fine. Cool. I feel I'm like glad they too. have a career. Great. And I mean, I'm not perfect in any sense. I'm still a total fucking cunt. Um, welcome again. I think we're probably like 10 or 15 minutes in. I'm a fucking cunt. <laughs> but I'm still going to say this sucks to me at some point. Mm-hmm. But I... But you mean it in the best way. But I don't really mean it because there are obviously people out there who like it. And if I really sit down and listen to it and listen to it over and over again, I'm going to find something about it that is nice. If, if Even the nice is just that it's catchy mm-hmm. and I understand how it sells I get it there, it yeah. makes sense and then it, it just kind of changes the way that you hear things and think of things and it just doesn't think you just kind of look at certain things not everything it doesn't reflect on everything like it should it would be nicer if it did but where it makes you look at certain things like it doesn't really matter that it's different than what I'm okay with but I'm okay with it being different and I think a lot of people aren't okay with that like tolerance a lot of people aren't really tolerant. They just block it out. They're, they they just don't deal with it at all. Tolerance is actually like having it in your world and dealing with it. There's a difference. So I think that this is forcing us to be more tolerant of our environments instead of feeling like things clash with us, which I feel like I have over time with being more of a cunt about my opinions with things and being more harsh and not being as open. And actually really listening before I make that choice. But what, Sam? You have a look on your face. I've been talking for way too long. Yeah, I kind of got lost in it. (laughs) I was just letting you go. Uh, I was going to say, in the tolerance thing, I feel like there is a form of tolerance where it's a, well, I'm just going to ignore it. You can still do it, but I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah, and I I know. I still think that's tolerating. No, I agree. But you have to accept that it's a thing. You can't just totally okay, block yeah. it out of your mind and act like, like think that it doesn't exist. You have to find comfortability with knowing that something like that is happening. And you're just like, I don't care. I, I think there's a I'm, difference. I'm that way about so much stuff now. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Whatever. And I, I think that that's healthy because <laughs> I know from experience, I got worked up over way too much shit growing up that didn't matter or things that I didn't even really know about. I just kind of heard about something and I got upset about it and I would like argue about it. And it's like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I think that we're all kind of, I think we all fall into that category in some way at some point in our life where we're a little more judgmental than we should be open-minded. And this is uh this is our exercise of trying to be better people. So to the people who listen, thank you to the people who are new welcome um we are not perfect we make mistakes we say things that are offensive we try to be funny we're sometimes not we're married we don't always uh, agree on everything sometimes things might get a little uh (laughs) sometimes you can feel the tension in the microphone sometimes it's like (laughs) it's like sandpaper on the insides but at the same time we are here i like that we're here for each other and in the end we're fine we come back we're fine we're still married we've been together 12 years we don't agree 12 on fucking years? We don't agree on everything. Sam is more of like a metal punk I've dude, and I'm much can. more, uh, I would say, um, I don't know, uh, Billboard Top 100 friendly. 
Who are you? I would say, yes. I would say yeah, so. Sure. I mean... I'm much more radio-friendly. I was going to say more radio-friendly. Um, you, didn't, you didn't go out of your way to go, I am not listening to what's on the radio. I want to listen to things that are specifically not on the radio. No, and there are all kinds of things. I mean, I listen to stuff that's not, not played on the radio, on the radio yeah, yeah. but I, I haven't felt this, like sense of rebellion at any point in my life where I need to be like anti the establishment and the system and like Uh, I was too much that what's normal and what's accepted in the majority I've never had that Um, I mean I do feel strong in my opinions about certain artists that I don't enjoy who are like highly revered for example I will give one Madonna I've never I, it's just she's never clicked with me. I don't get it. I just went back to my past because I just really wanted to be like, oh fuck, she's awful. <laughs> well, and there are a few songs by her that I actually do genuinely like, but I don't like her voice. I don't like anything like about her. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, I'm, I'm I'm back to regular Sam now. <sighs> it it depends. <laughs> I, I, but I mean, she has a huge catalog, and I like two or three songs out of all of it. You know what my favorite so. song by uh, Madonna. Madonna is? Is it uh, like a surgeon? Fuck yeah, it's like a surgeon by Weird Al. Weird Al. I was thinking there's no way. <laughs> there's no way because it hasn't happened the last couple episodes. We haven't had a Weird Al gong in a while. <laughs> what, what was that oh, you just shit. said? <laughs> yeah, if you're going to say it, you got to be fucking on it. But I was like, there's no way in motherfucking bloody hell that we are going to make a Weird Al reference. You're killing me. I was doing something else with the computer. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I didn't think there was any way that we were going to make a Weird Al reference. It's too much now. In this episode. No, this is, I think we're done for the fucking episode. But you need to be on it. There have been episodes where we've said it and you forgot to put the gong in and they're still out there and there's no gong. So. I, well, until the, we hire an editor, it's going to have to be okay. It's because you don't give a shit. You guys hear that? He doesn't give a shit. It's because I don't listen to the episodes because I don't want to hear myself talk because I don't like I've told it. you about things afterwards and you've not fixed them. I thought I did. Isn't that good enough? No. <laughs> What the fuck does that mean? Okay, so we're going to get into this. We listened to an album this last week, and uh, it's something that we're both pretty familiar with. I assume, from my perspective, because we haven't discussed this yet, uh, as far as I know, I'm the one who brought the Gap Band into our relationship, um, because I typically like music like this. But we, we listened to Best of the Gap Band, I believe that this particular release came out in the, like, 2010s, like 2013 or something, but I can't find an actual release date for this specific album other than one one, uh, website. But this is an actual album that I purchased, so I do own this. Is this one of those, like, media gold ones where it's like a silver cover? There is one of those gold collections, and it's not that one. Um, but it has most of the, that's the thing, most of these best ofs have the same songs on them. So any Gap Band best of album that you get into um, will have almost all of these songs. Because these, sense. I mean, it's 12 tracks. It's pretty uh, basic for a band that was around. Um, <clears throat> well, technically, they disbanded officially in 2010, and that's when one of the members passed away. Um, but they've been around since 
the later 70s. So the Gap Band, they are a uh, funky band. How would you, uh, I mean, I would categorize them funk and R&B. What would you say? I would have just always thought it was a funk band. Funk or like a, at that time, like a house dance party band. Yeah, they definitely feel like they they fall, I mean, because they fall into like the late disco era and they don't have... They 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 are a band who definitely gravitated towards the funk sound, but they also play with synthesizers and things, which are a new sound. So it's like a modern funk or like a, like a disco funk sort of sound. It's very upbeat. Not every single song, but there's a lot of fucking energy. It's fucking grooving. I'm ready to to start listening to some yeah, songs here. What do you think? Well do it. All right, let's uh, let's get into the first song. Which, uh, according to Google Play, is their most popular song, or at least the most played. Uh, makes sense to me. You dropped a bomb on me. Cat Band consists of three brothers. <laughs> I don't know anything about this band. I did absolutely no research. They are the Wilson Brothers. They are actually cousins of Bootsy Collins, who is in P-Funk. Parliament you don't know who Bootsy Collins is. I'm going to please ask you to stop listening to this podcast. I guarantee there are people listening to this who don't know who Bootsy Collins is. We better figure it out. The whole point of this, baby, is just sharing information. Just chill out. I've got certain lines and they can't be crossed. I know someone who listens every week who guarantee doesn't know who Bootsy Collins is. And I, he needs to keep listening. <laughs> we need all the listeners we can get. When Sam talks about how we have like more listeners and how the numbers are going up, they're still all really low. Hey, whoa, don't tell these people that. <laughs> they're in the millions. I've told you this in the past. In the millions. I guess you didn't tell them what a really no number is. So you dropped a bomb on me. Uh, this song came out, which, shit, why don't I have the number for this? I put a, I have a year You dropped the bomb. I did. I straight up dropped the fucking bomb on this. Because I had the, the release date for all of these songs, and I don't know how important it is, but it seems like the majority of the music that they released was between, like, 79 and, like, 84, as far as what was actually successful. So, I mean, that's a chunk of time that, like, in my opinion, in that amount of time, they had a bunch of killer fucking songs. And I would consider this one of them. The song made it to number two on the uh, R&B Top 100. Uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, earlier you were talking about when you didn't, off mic, you were talking about how you didn't know when your first Gap Band like song was you can't pinpoint I don't know exactly what my introduction to Gap Band is well I didn't tell you the story this is the song for me that I first heard it was on one of those funk compilations okay from that a long makes time sense. ago and this is, a, this is a very well known song at least it was for oh, me yeah. and there was a beautiful radio station that no longer exists yep. that we got called Mojo and they played funk and dance music and like disco music but not like not like Saturday Night Fever disco music like like dance disco music fun disco music and they played all this sort of shit like this and I didn't realize how many songs were actually the Gap Band 
Yeah, they have a lot of fucking good songs. Well, no, it's not that it is. Well, yeah, but as I, when you told me to listen to this greatest hits, I went, oh, this is the Gap Band 2. Oh, this is the Gap Band 2. Oh, fuck, this one too. Like I, for some reason, all funk bands kind of sound the same to me. And maybe they didn't. And maybe it turns it out it was actually the Gap Band the whole time. The same band the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but in my head they were all different bands. So funny. it was very funny to be like, "Oh shit, that's this. Oh shit, that's this. Oh shit, that's this," and realize like, "Wait, I pretty much already knew all this. Like, yeah, this could have potentially been a meat pick if I just knew that the Gap Band had all of these. Like, if I was, I would have bought this CD if I would have known Gap Band was this song." Well, and, I, and I've owned almost all of these songs in some sort of way. And I don't know my introduction to this, but I know that I purchased... This would have been like a Walmart buy at some point. Um, where I was like, Gap Band, like I know these songs. And then as I listen to them, I don't feel like I learned them from the Greatest Hits album. You just knew them already. <laughs> I feel like there were pieces of media where I just like didn't know that I had already heard some of these songs growing up. And that's probably not true. I probably did learn them, but they felt nostalgic and they felt like I had at least heard a lot of them before. But I didn't grow up. I want to say when I say nostalgic, my parents did not listen to music like this. I found R&B myself and I've always been, I mean, from like Aretha to like funk music and shit. Like... I all you. love black music and it wasn't influenced from anyone around me. It's just something I have sought out and found on my own and I just I love it so much. That's where I lucked out. I love the groove. What, what do you my mean? My mom was into this shit. Yeah, your mom's my got mom the groove too. My mom was turning on Mojo. Your mom's another white like, lady with the this? groove. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. quizzing me on artists who they were. So. I wish I had a mom like that. I didn't have that at all. My mom didn't listen you to anything do. like this. You do now. I do now. She's your mom too. Oh, it's amazing what marriage can do in signing Yay. contracts. So one thing that I read, and I don't know if it's true, but I thought that it was funny, so I wanted to bring it up. Um, apparently after 9-11, Clear Channel named this song as lyrically questionable. Oh, wow. Isn't that insane? That wasn't even a bomb dropped. Oh, I guess technically on... The Pentagon or whatever was like a rocket, supposedly, or who knows. They say uh, it was a, the official story was a plane, plane, too. But then it was a missile, was what people were reporting. and then Yeah, because because of the concrete, and they poured it at an angle in 70 degrees, and it hit a pole, and, you know, if it took out poles, you got to have a rocket launcher that goes left and right and west, forward, down, up, and right. I thought the biggest thing that people used for their argument about that was that there was never any plane wreckage found at the Pentagon site. Uh, and that the, the actual hole was never big enough for the a hole, plane to go through. They say the hole is too small. They say that where the thing went, the wing should have taken out some light poles and it didn't take out any light poles. Blah, blah, blah. But there were, I don't know what to believe in all But there were nonsense. people who were recorded saying that they saw like missiles. Yeah. And then there were those people in repeat videos who were like, like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, it was a plane. I saw a plane. And they had been, like, coached and shit. I don't know. I don't know what I fucking believe. I just think that that's interesting. But I thought it was interesting um, that this became, like, something that they kind of pulled back on playing for a bit after 9-11. At that point, it's, aren't, aren't you like, okay, aren't we adults here? 
Like, I thought so. We all know that it's not literally about dropping bombs. Is it? Be- and they say it's lyrically questionable. Shouldn't it be more concerned about the? Like, I would just be more concerned about the actual bomb noise, where it's like. I would be concerned. But you don't have to be concerned about fucking any of it, really. With anyone who would hear a song like this and interpret it in any way that affected them negatively because of 9-11. Again, no bombs were dropped. I told you, don't put the Gap Band on. I went through 9-11. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. So one thing I have not previewed, and I am excited and scared to preview, is that there is a certain artist who did a cover of this song. They didn't sample it. They covered it. Are you ready um, for this? I'm very excited to find out the name of the person. Do you know the name? Or are you just going to play it for me? Vanilla Ice, you dropped a bomb on <gasps> yes! me. Yes! 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 I have to hear this. I'm dying. When did this come out? I don't know. You dropped a bomb on me. You dropped a bomb on me. Has no has no flavor at all. There's no production value. It sounds like he did this himself. It does sound like that. And I didn't know he sang. Yeah, I didn't know that really either. So this is Vanilla Ice, everyone. Are we all digesting this at the same time because I think I'm already having diarrhea from this. I'm going to turn it down. Fade it out. Okay. Alright. What I do you have little, to say? I did a little research. Okay. I'm pretty sure that this album that you found this on is called Video Killed the Radio Star. It's 80s artists covering 80s hits. So like Jump Around, Buffalo Soldier, Soldier Insane in the Membrane, Baby Got Back, Fight the Power. I can see a little bit from the cover. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of people that they got. It's a little more excusable, but it's not a good cover. Holy shit, okay. I wonder if they're trying to make it more 80s sounding, too. Okay, so I pulled this up. It's from what this is on, is called Vanilla Ice's Back Hip Hop Classic. So, no. This is a cover album that Vanilla Ice did in 2008. 13 songs. Oh, whoa. What else has he got on there? Okay, so it looks like wow, Ice Ice Baby tangent. is track one. Of course. What a dick. How many? You know, I gotta say this about Vanilla Ice. He bitched and complained so much about that fucking song, and then covers it all the time and redoes it. Like, embrace the song, man. You had a hit. Thirteen tracks. Track one is Ice Ice Baby. Track 11, 12, and thirteen are different mixes of, of Ice, Ice Ice, Ice Baby? Baby. Of course they are. <laughs> oh, including okay, Rock Hero mix. Club Crasher Mix, and New Romantic Mix. I need to hear the Club Crasher Mix. I want to hear New Romantic. I'm okay. sorry. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon. What's romantic about this? Uh, well, I do have an erection and I can't explain it. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance. Rest the speaker that boom. Okay, I'm already going to Club Crasher. Yeah, I want to hear Club Crasher. And then we got to get off this vanilla ice thing. Ooh. So far, this is better. Yeah, it is better. I have to hear Rock Hero. I'm sorry. This is way fucking better. Keep it going. Hold on. 
Oh, yeah, kind of lost Rock it. Hero. All right, Rock Let's Hero. Oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep it playing. You know this? Yeah, I know this one. This is the metal one. That's not too cold. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with the brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Space heavy. <laughs> it's very boring. Okay, so while this is playing, yeah. the other songs that he does real quick. Okay. So he does You Dropped a Bomb on Me, which is why this was brought up in the first place. Yeah. Fight the Power. Jump Around. Baby Got Back. You Gots to Chill. I Got It Made. Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> oh boy. Treat him right and insane in the brain. And again, no way. Ice Ice Baby four times. four times. So, uh, wow. He decided to do uh, his own version of You Dropped a Bomb on Me, which was not enjoyable. Neither was any of that. And I'm I was sorry. I saying, we, we got a fucking huge, like, that's the first time we've really gone off and been like, oh, now we got to check out this other artist. I real feel quick. like. Did that happen one more time? I feel like it's happening one more time. Yeah, we at tangents. So let's go on to the next track, Burn Rubber on Me. Let's burn that rubber. He's talking about condoms. He's, he sets condoms Ouch. on fire. <laughs> oh, you made he fucked so fast that he burned rubber. I meant that he lights packs of condoms on fires and throws them into houses to start house fires. I feel like this sound is so 70s. This song came out that bass. Oh man. Love it so much. It came it's out in 1980. 1980. That's probably recorded in 78. I don't know. 79. But this re- did reach number one on the US R&B chart, which uh, is interesting because they, they were on the US R&B chart like crazy. Not on the US just the main billboard chart as much which is shocking because these songs jam i'm shocked these songs weren't bigger hits than they were crazy fucking white people making bad decisions about music I, uh, that's well, what i'm what saying is it, 1980 what's getting big in 1980 it might have just, just not been the right sound for the mainstream at that time uh, hey, I'm trying to fucking talk to you. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm just also jamming. Am I not allowed to enjoy myself? It was distracting. And I couldn't remember what I was talking about. Where was I going with that thing? I don't know. I don't remember you starting anything. You were talking about other things that were maybe out at this time and how this would have like oh, slipped through the cracks. I wanted to talk about the bass sound because you were saying like the bass. This is that classic bass method I think at least it sounds like it where it's a guy doing an actual string bass and then you got some guy doing some cool low bass synth sound just double back into that yeah which is like that parliament sound which by the way should we talk about the parliament involvement in this well we haven't gotten to anything that feels you're right like a parliament but uh spoiler alert uh there are things that um sound like straight ripoffs of p-funk songs and I hadn't known, Sam had sent me a text and asked me about that, and I looked it up and found out that he was Bootsy Collins, or that they were cousins of Bootsy's, and Bootsy was in P-Funk, not the whole time, but Bootsy was in there, and 
Bootsy has a fucking sound. Bootsy wrote a lot of P-Funk songs. And they uh, definitely gravitate towards that sound quite a lot. I don't feel... Because P-Funk was really big in like the 60s and 70s, but like earlier 70s. And then they, they changed their sound over time. They broke. It was... George went off and did his own fucking shit. Um, so... Gap Band was later in in the funk game of like the P-Funks and the Cool and the Gangs and all of that shit. Um, Slars. So it feels like it feels like, like I said, like a modern it's like we're going to take this sound this basic funk this strong funk that we love this is in our fucking blood yeah, it makes your booty shake and we are going to add modern synth sizes we're going to keep it clean and we're going to keep it high energy the whole time because yeah. one thing that uh-huh. parliament does that I think loses people is they go on huge tangents and they'll have 11 minute fucking songs not everyone wants to deal with that they want their funk songs to be like three, four minutes, they want it to jam, they want to dance to it, and by this move time, on to the next thing. And by this time in the 80s, everything is getting, it's getting that sheen to it. It's not so dirty, like P-Funk was like a dirtiness to it, you know, like a hippie dirtiness to it. Yeah. Whereas like, this is now like And no disrespect, and we fucking love P-Funk, oh, we own P-Funk albums. One of my albums. favorite bands of all love time. Love them. It's just that making the comparison, because uh, there are definite similarities between the two um i just there are things about the gap band that i think they kind of as you said stayed more true to the sound to like the funk oh i I don't think they stayed more true i just think they just did it better is what i said what i what i my point when we were talking about p-funk through text was i think i think p-funk eventually went for the electronic sound and I think that the Gap Band did it better than P-Funk did. Because eventually, it is a lot of synthesizer sound. It is a lot of heavy digital sound in P-Funks. Mm-hmm. And then George is also hitting that fucking crack even more. And then lyrics get even weirder. They get even raunchier. And George doesn't have a good singing voice no, as he'll time tell you goes that on. Straight to his it's voice. Awful. Or straight to your face. And I mean, these fucking, these Wilson brothers yeah, here in the Gap Band voices. sound amazing. Yeah, they harmonize well with each they other. They have beautiful fucking voices. So I, I think, love them. I think Parliament just was like. And Parliament had great Gap voices. Gap Band just did the. Did this style of the funk better than Parliament did this style of funk? But I am never going to put any Gap Band over the classic P-Funk because, like, uh, Mothership Connection and Aqua Boogie, I (laughs) can't beat it. I feel when it comes to feeling the funk and showing respect, I have an ultimate respect of P-Funk over the Gap Band. Oh, yeah. However... If you want to put on an album that you can dance more to, which again, this is a greatest hits versus yeah, a Parliament. Yeah. But Parliament songs will be more lengthy, like you said, and they will have the same thing going for longer. For a long time. I mean, there might yeah. only be like seven Parliament songs, but it's still the length of a regular <laughs> album. And that can be a lot sometimes. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it. I'm sure we'll do Parliament at some point. Oh, yeah, I've almost done it a couple times already. But since, I mean, there are going to be obvious comparisons, so I feel like we just kind of need to jump on that uh, in the at the front of it. Yeah, we'll um, talk about it more later when there's actual references. Yeah, and we will definitely like get there. Like lifting words from some songs. <laughs> like, not just phrases. Like, full-on <laughs> fucking phrase, multiple phrases in a song. 
Yeah, it's insane. So there's a song that I haven't listened to yet, just like that Vanilla Ice cover. This is not a cover. This is a sample. So this is a George Michael song called Star People 97. Okay. This is from the same album that Freedom 90 was on, which, in my opinion, is a great fucking song. I don't know what that means. Freedom. Oh, no comment. You, but you've never listened to it, have you? Fuck yeah, I've heard that song a bunch of times. Do you really listen, or do you just write it off? Because you're like, meh. That's, that's uh, all, I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, when you hate the guy the way the guy sounds, and you Man. hate the way guitars sound, don't you just go, yeah, I don't like this. I think that's fair. I just really <laughs> like that song. Um so anyway, and I see his face when he sings and I just do not like that. Guy. So this uses a sample from Burn Rubber on Me. I'm interested in hearing this George Michael song Star People 97. Star People 97. Well, right there. You think it's just the beginning? It might just be the beginning and then a little bit of the groove that kind of gets lost. You can hear the sample a little bit, but they definitely do their own thing with it. This is the funkiest George Michael song I've ever heard. I was about to say, for once, I'm... uh, I have to eat my words from before. Oh, yeah, never mind. What is he saying? Other than star people. All right, so that was Star People 97. I don't even need to hear the chorus because I have no idea what's happening. And make it look like I got a five o'clock shadow all the time. And meeting guys in bathroom stalls. No, that's the sucking coolest thing ever on did. the balls. <laughs> sucking on the balls in the stalls. Ugh. All right, so the Leave next. my balls alone. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. All right, so Those we're going to. are delicate eggs. Move that need on. To be left alone. To the next song. Uh, well, I kind of agree because I don't, I don't need my tits fucked with. There you go. You don't touch my balls, I won't mess around with your boobs. I've never been one of those people that are like... <laughs> suck my tits. Suck on my tits and squeeze Twist my tits. Twist my nipple. And like, no, <laughs> ugh. And I've never been a guy who's like, suck on my balls. And make sure you... Uh, Fondle them while you jerk me make, off. Make sure you get the balls no. in there. Leave them alone. Yeah. You Leave them alone. I'll, you don't need to touch my tits. My I've tits told are this, fine. I've told this to other guys. I don't know if this is. you've told this to other girls, and they're like, really? Nah, I don't know if I have. I just don't need you. girls... I just have kind of sensitive boobs. They're not uh, like... Do, do a lot of girls have sensitive boobs? It depends. And on it, and it depends for me. If I'm drunk, then if you want to fuck with my tits, <laughs> then that's not as big of a deal. But if we're just having straight sex, <laughs> then no. Then don't touch them. Don't fuck with my tits. Well, okay. If I'm drunk, which I'm never drunk, not you anymore. can lick my asshole. Anyway, let's move on. All right. So, um, <laughs> party train. <laughs> All aboard. (laughs) We watched this video earlier, and it was very goofy. And there was not a skateboarding trick once like I thought there was going to be. And there was no reference to a train aside from the the song. Yeah, not once. 
No. Did they really have to put that long of a train? I've never noticed it was beginning? this long until we're recording the podcast. That was really fucking long. I didn't notice how long it was either. <laughs> it's still going on too long. I don't. I've never felt it be this long before. This is a long intro. But I love this song. We go. Oh shit. Nope. There you go. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I was off. I was off. I was. I love funk songs when it's uh, a snare and a hand clap. His voice, man. His voice is butter. Charlie Wilson's voice is fucking butter. I, this part, I want to hear this part. Just focus for a second. Beautiful. 80s all the way. Those tones. This is that electronic sound. If there is one thing that I wish that I was born with, aside from a penis for peeing convenience, is a black man singing voice. Well, if you would have been born a black man, you would have had both those things. Like, if, if there was a Disney movie made for me, like a um, Little Mermaid, for example, I would have wanted to, like, my, my wish would have been to have the voice of a, a soul... A beautiful black soul singing man. Now, what if you were the white girl you are right now, but when you sang, some a black man's voice came out? Then you okay I, with this? Then I would be uh, unique, and people would be like, "Oh my God, this is a time when we can legitimately say I did not expect that voice to come out of that person." <laughs> and I think that that would be amazing because if my voice was amazing, it wouldn't matter what I look like. You could just fucking it's raining men all up in this bitch and get different people and use my voice. I understand. I'm not attracted. It's it's raining men up in this bitch. Yeah, I had a margarita. My vernacular is a little different. I'm a little more uh, relaxed, as they say. So I would like to talk about my introduction to this song at least because I do know it there is a Laurel and Hardy video that it's them dancing and it has circulated for years and they've used different songs they've used like this and Oye Como Va by Santana and different different things Uh, but this was what they played to this Laurel and Hardy dancing black and white video and this was my introduction to this song is from a video meme, essentially. Watching a, a skinny and a fat guy. Uh, I was, I've known Laurel and Hardy since I was a little girl, so uh, that's a little different. I like eee. Laurel and Hardy. They're definitely way before our time, but I love Laurel and Hardy. So yeah, Gap Band. The song's kind of long, it goes on for a while, but it also had that long-ass intro. Yeah, and uh, a lot of funks, funk bands are uh, victim to that. We were talking about it with Parliament earlier, where it's just like, they they might go on like 32 bars too long. Like, yeah, you can cut about 30 seconds off that, mister. Well, this song did come out in 1983, so it came out 
people a little later in their career where I feel like they had a little more confidence. They could just kind of have more of a jam song. Because I feel like some of their songs do jam more yeah. later oh, yeah. on. And it's in the more of the parliament tone, mm-hmm. too. It's almost like they coincided with each other. Like, we also have to make them long. <laughs> But I do think a lot of funk bands are victims to that, though. Like, they're. Just repetitiveness? Repetitive, and they're, I think they're thinking about. Our goal is to make people dance. It's not. We're not necessarily. I, I don't think that they're necessarily going intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. For they're literally just like, record. no, just play that thing. They're going to dance, and we're going to make them dance for three minutes. And that just appeared out of nowhere. He came out from behind that box. Ah, that's his hiding spot. You need to plug that up. I did. I think he pushed it out. No. You I think I did that? Yeah. You I don't think I. Do you think I moved that box and pulled all those cables out and didn't put it away? Yes. Oh yeah, probably. I think that you went out of your way to jeopardize that cat to uh, spin. No, a lot I of didn't. his sleeping no, time no, with no, me. No, 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 no. You, you're okay with no, 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 giving no. him coves, no, 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 no. so he can Just leave say, me. No, no, no. And you can have me all to yourself and not split time with a cat. No, trust me, I want the time to be given to. <laughs> uh, I did plug the hole up last week, and then since our power outage problem, I had to get the cables out of that box. So since then, the cove has been reintroduced. And for people who don't know, which is everyone, Oliver, our kitty cat, is sleeping in this little cove under the mini ramp I built in this room. And if I don't put a box there, he just hangs out in the dark underneath the ramp, like, all day. Oliver guaranteed sleeps. Guaranteed sleeps no fewer than 20 hours 20 hours? hours? Easy. No fewer. I have never known a cat to sleep more than him. He gets up in the morning with us. He eats breakfast since I work from home. He snorts heroin. He goes to bed. He goes back to bed until 11 or 12. He gets back up. He snorts eats a little more, more food. He pisses, shits, drinks some water, plays with Kit Kat a little bit, goes right back to fucking bed. He'll try and lure me into naps when I clock out. He'll try to lure you into naps while you're still working. He, he sleeps so much. Which, God, if the life of a house cat, I want it. You have it. No, I don't. I fucking work for a living, goddammit. You have it. I was petting Kit Kat today who jumped up while I was trying to work. And I was just like, okay, I need to work. You need to get the fuck down. You want to eat, don't you? Get the fuck out of my way. He is persistent. We have some loving fucking cats. For you people who don't like cats, you've just never met the right cat. They're, They're good animals of every kind. All right, so we're going to go into the next song, which is Open Up Your Mind Wide, which is this first uh, song that we slow it down a little bit, but it's still not really a ballad. Oh, it's still a fucking grooving ass song. funky song. This is the kind of groove that sinks its claws into me deep. This was early in their career, too. This was 79 when this was released. Ow! The vocals on this song are killer. So you're trying to have another situation. Fucking butter. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone listening to this, there's no one listening to this that can sing like that. Like, can we all agree out there? Well, I'm in the room. 
fuck off. You can't say like this. I think we all. I would fucking kick someone's ass to be able to sing this well. I would kick someone's ass that can sing this well. <laughs> Why do you have such talent? Yeah, this is a good one. It's grooving as fuck. I have nothing bad to say about it. I have nothing necessarily specific to say either because I don't have any like covers of it or any samples or anything, which is kind of surprising. But this song is just kind of like a just a laid back groove. Yeah, and it's bare bones. It's not so much that synth sound. As later, it's like a regular ass bass, some regular drums. I think that's why I like it so much. Cause, oh, that fucking bass line here. And then later, oh man, this song is so good. This whole album is fucking butter to my ears, and I love putting butter in my ears. <laughs> she does. I'm gonna tell you, everyone. I have to buy butter pads from uh, restaurants in town. And he peels the little wax paper off the top and just rams it on it. And then I'll turn the oven on and I'll stick my head in the oven for a little bit so it smells kind of like buttered toast. You got a toast head, girl. You got toast inside your ears. This is one of those songs that every once in a while, I am a yawning fucking fool right now. It's night time, so it makes sense. Um. Every once in a while when we're doing these reviews, there's a song that I can tell that we're both just way more interested in really just listening to. <laughs> well, I think we also have things to talk about more with with stuff because we've like heard before. This isn't a song that you... But I, I mean, I'm not as familiar with this as I am. Like, you dropped a bomb on me. No, not at all. But it's so good. I would call it just as good as that, just different. It has a totally different groove, but just as good. And this one really sounds like Parliament, too. Like, this sounds like Bootsy talking. This groove. Uh, Bootsy calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. I like how he's got that voice every once in a while. But come on, man! I Give love it. it. To your mouth, mouth. That's why I don't. I don't consider it a Molly Hatcher voice. I consider it a fucking soul voice. It's a soul man voice. Oh, there's a difference. Here, you want to hear the difference? This is this is soul man voice. This is this is Molly Hatcher. Ugh. And this is the guy from. Inspector Gadget. Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, we're nostalgia whores. Nostalgia whores? We're nostalgia whores for our age range. Everybody's so, a nostalgia whore nowadays. So if people aren't uh, in our age range, I apologize for just not appealing to you as much as uh, we could. If you're but younger. People who, our, uh, 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 people who are our age. <laughs> Good God, I thought I was having a stroke. People who are our age, uh, I hope you enjoy it. 
All right, let's flow on into the next no, song. No, let's just listen to that song again. Next song, Early in the Morning. They love opening we, songs with... Specific <laughs> intros. Hey, this one's about love ice cream. At the beginning of the song, I want an ice cream machine sound. So this song... <laughs> mean nothing. Huh? I said you're giving me nothing. Sorry, I'm just trying to stay on my toes and be in charge of my shit that I need to be in charge of. I do want to say that this song was number one on the U.S. R&B chart. It was number 24 on the U.S. Billboard top charts. This is their most successful song of their entire career, is this song. It's their biggest really? selling. This is their biggest charting song early in the morning. That's very strange to me. You got that huge synth bass sound back into it. Yeah, but I love it. And the vocals. I fucking love it. This song grooves. This song was uh, always one of my favorites. And actually, my favorite changed after reviewing this, listening to this to review it. This was probably my favorite before. In the morning. It's a song that gets stuck in my head. I think it has a nice mellow groove. But it, I mean, it's still upbeat and it's got energy. And you'd like, yeah, but it's, it's more like a... It's a song that I'm gonna move my shoulders and shake my head to. It's a song that has me dancing in my seat. It's just got a nice groove to me. I'm just gonna gyrate like one of those the guys in an old 80s video. What's that dance called? You know what I'm talking about? Where the guy just shakes. He's like in the Michael Jackson video. He looks like he's seizing. Yeah. I have no idea. It's gotta be called something. The seize? The seize, yeah. That's what we're calling it. Sailing the seas of the shaky disease. They like putting uh, different toned cowbells in there. They like playing with sounds for sure. Because from what I read, and I didn't pay close attention to this, but from what I believe that I read, the Gap Band, these three brothers, wrote the majority of all of these songs which is insane to me it's insane to me when people are able to write one great song let alone many great songs they just have a certain knack and a sound that you just cling on to I guess so because there are going to be people out there that are like this is not for me at all yeah there are people who are like I haven't heard one great song yet and to me all of this is great I fucking love this. This shit is butter to me. It's, it really is. You, you do love it. I really do. I've listened to it forever. As long as I can remember, as long as I've known the Gap Band, I've enjoyed the Gap Band. But those vocals, man... I love it. 
Love it, love it, love it. So I do have a cover of this song that I can't believe exists. Have not listened to it. We're going to go through this together, everyone. Robert Palmer decided to do a cover of this. Really? Yes. Early that was in the not a name I thought was going to come out. No. I was very surprised. It's much more like emo sounding. It's got a dark, like depressed, melancholy yeah, type sound it to it. The song it's got a very room sound to it as well. Yeah, like you can hear the room. It's, it sounds like it's spooky. It's almost it got like a spooky. like a Halloweeny it does, sound. It does. Why is why did he turn the song into a spooky? It's like a song? Halloween dance. Yeah, what is happening? So far, I'm really not enjoying this. I was young and foolish. Didn't know what I was doing. I didn't want lies to do it gone. I'm sorry, Robert Palmer. Palmer. I think I could do a better version. <laughs> and I've had a margarita. It does have a creepy sound in the back still. It has no soul. No. It has no energy. Why? Exactly. Why? Who okayed this? Uh, <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? Fucking Robert Palmer. I got a fucking problem with you, Robert Palmer. I'm glad you, uh, well, you got yours with not having a career anymore. How do you know that? Well, I'm sure he makes money. He probably makes more money than I do. Yeah, so. so he's fucking killing you. Who's <laughs> crushing you. Everyone's crushing me. <laughs> Unless we're talking about... <laughs> just I don't know what that means. Oh, I, I didn't no have a idea. pill problem, obviously. No fucking idea. We are going to listen to one more song and we are going to take a break, everyone. This song is known for uh, the parenthetical title. The actual song title is I Don't Believe You Want to Get Up and Dance. Parenthetically, Oops Upside Your Head. Say oops upside your head. Say oops upside your head. Say oops, upside your head. Say oops, upside your head. Say oops, upside your head. Oh, yeah. This is where it sounds really Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, you were totally right about Robert Palmer not having a career anymore. As he did die in 2003. Oh, yeah. That motherfucker <laughs> hasn't worked in 16 years. Lazy sack of shit. <laughs> he died in Paris, France. On the toilet? I don't know. You want to find out? I can find out about his death. Here, I'm I just sure it didn't out. happen like Jim Morrison. Palmer, I'm taking this straight from Wikipedia. Palmer died from a heart attack in a Paris hotel room on September 26, 2003 at age 54. 54, he was recording a television appearance. Jesus. 54, heart attack. That's me. I would. I don't know that I'm gonna get. You're ready to say I would love for you to die at 54. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm saying I would love to make it to 54. I don't think I'm gonna make it to 54, but I didn't think I was gonna make it to 20. I don't know why you think you're gonna die so early. Because 
you don't do anything insanely unhealthy. I just feel like because my body doesn't metabolize things right and stores everything as fat. That doesn't mean anything. That it's like not good, but I eat like vegetables and stuff all the time. Yeah, I, you're not me. Who I opt in for salads day. all the time. Like, yeah, I'm yeah you're just gonna live a lot longer fuck. than you think. I am fat as fuck. And I know people that are way older than 56 that are way fatter than you. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm just gonna die because I literally eat like fucking shit. You were saying earlier you eat every cheeseburgers every day. day. I don't know how to eat healthy. I think the only way that I could eat healthy for real is chicken and vegetables every day. And that's how a lot of people do it. And they get tired of it, but they yeah. have to force themselves to do it. But you're eating the same thing every day anyway. So you're getting tired of it though, right? Mm, not really. Cheeseburgers are fucking awesome. Yeah, cheeseburgers are delicious. I think it's chicken gets drier easier. It, it maybe if I could just go get chicken next door at the fucking gas station. But where I work at... Oh, shut I'll shut up. This part rules. People don't want to hear about gas station chicken right now. I just got up and danced. Oh yeah, it's so good. But anyway, if I could get nice chicken <laughs> made fresh for me, I would buy that. Meal prep, bitch. I know, but then it's dry and fucking gross. I feel like if you throw it in a container when it's still hot, so it will lock in the juices. That's the Bootsy. That's the Bootsy That's in them. straight fucking Bootsy. I wonder if it was Bootsy. Bootsy in the blood, baby. I wonder if Bootsy was there ever. I don't think so, because I don't. his name wasn't on this. I did look for that. His name was not. Oh, really? Not once? Because hmm. I was wondering, of all songs, this this feels like the most Bootsy song. Yeah, and I could see them being like, hey, Bootsy, why don't you just produce one of our songs? You know, like... I don't think that they wanted to have that... Um, I can't say connection, but... Really? Because they, they weren't worried about stealing straight phrases from P-Funk. But I don't think they wanted to necessarily ride his bootstraps in the sense of, like... Oh. We've clearly get, like, got Bootsy it. on this. Yeah. We'll, we'll write songs about it that are in that world, but we don't want I you guess to just so. give us a ride. I don't know. So there's there's a song that sampled this, and um, I haven't listened to it really, um, but I like the name. I think the name is funny. So I want to play a song that's sampled. I don't believe you want to get up and dance. It's called, um, well, it's by someone named DJ Quick. It's called Mo Pussy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Oh, you can hear it. Right there. I thought he said fuck junkie. I thought he said a butt junkie. I have no idea. Who is this? DJ Quick. Fucking, I'm, I'm on board. I miss when hip-hop was like this, dude. This is my... I have fun with shit like this. When did this come out? I assume in the 90s. It sounds very 90s. 
Don't assume. 1992. Okay, good assumption. It's not an assumption, baby. Dim's the facts. Dim the rules. <laughs> I gotta have more pussy. Wait, this sounds familiar. This. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We gotta tell Kirk about this. He would love this. He might s- already know. I've gotta send Mo Pussy to Kirk. I'm oh, gonna do that he, after this. Yeah. Kirk's gonna shit his pants. <laughs> oh yeah, he's gonna love it. He's gonna fucking love it. Alright, so we're gonna take a break. Yes. And um on the out of the break, we're gonna <laughs> play another song that actually sampled this, which um oh, really sweet. everyone knows. And oh, I don't know really? how I never made this connection. Let's it's hear it. playing right now that I didn't have it turned up, so it's my fucking fault. This song, Uptown Funk, oh fuck. Sampled. I don't believe you wanna get up and dance as well. Which is a song that uh, I'll say now is a good song. This is a, this is one of those songs that was shocking. We were like, "Holy fuck!" Something sounds like this. Something sounds like this, and and this time. Yeah. Yeah. This I have n- nothing bad to say about the song. The song is good, but it uh, samples Gap Band. So uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna take a break. Presenting to you! Alright, fellas, let's get out there and give these people the best professional wrestling show they've ever seen. Yeah! Yeah. You got it. Hey, Ted! Who? Hey, hey, Ted! Hey, man! Oh, hey, Ryan! Hey, yeah! You excited about the big match tonight? Oh, yeah, man. I can't wait. We're yeah. going to give them such a show, aren't we, buddy? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's uh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, oh. I, had some, uh, I had some new ideas, you know, something that I'll really knock it out of the park. Some okay. new out-of-the-box things. All right. Now, before I tell you about this, uh... Yeah, I mean, don't don't look at me weird when I bring this up. This is not, you know, it's not for my own sick pervert uh, kind of stuff. Well, I mean, what what could it be that you have to put some sort of disclaimer uh, like that? I, I mean, just please, just tell me you're not gonna think I'm weird. Uh, I mean, I'll try and do my best, but uh, I can't promise anything uh, like that. I really need you to promise mm. before I bring it up. I, I can't promise anything like that. I mean, come on, man. I, it's not like I'm touching your dick or anything, right? Bring it up. What? Uh, what, uh, what kind of wrestling move makes me touch your dick? This is, you see, this is exactly why I didn't want to tell you. This come is why on. I didn't want to tell you. Come on now. I mean, what? Come on. This don't, can't make any sense. Don't judge me, all right? Or just listen oh to the plan, God. all right? Just give me a chance. All right, just because you've been my friend thank for 32 you. years. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. So, oh, first of all, right? I throw you into the ropes. Okay, sounds good. You come back off the ropes. Sounds good. And instead of going into the next ropes, uh-huh. your hand lands directly on my cock. Okay, okay. All right, and then next, you uh-huh. can't let go. It's almost like my penis has uh-huh. grabbed your hand. And then I flex once, okay. and I'll flex twice, uh-huh. and on the third flex... I flip you over, you land on the mat, I pin you, and match is over. What do you think, buddy? In the last 32 years of our friendship, uh-huh. and the last 19 years of my professional wrestling career, okay. I have heard 
a lot of bad ideas. Of course. I've heard a lot of good ideas. Absolutely. I've seen a lot of bad ideas. Especially for me. And I must say uh-huh. that that idea is the fucking best one I've ever heard in my life. Right. Oh my God, how did you think of that shit? I was oh. beaten up the other day and I was yeah. like, hey, I wonder how I can get my buddy to grab it. Well, whatever, man, I don't <laughs> care. Let's go out and let's go grab your dick. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Friends forever. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Remember when you were a little kid and you played games like Don't Spill the Beans, Ants in the Pants, and Don't Break the Ice? We here at Bash Row understand that all kids eventually grow up, and along with that comes many changing interests. But that doesn't mean that good, safe fun has to stop. Bash Row has invented a new line of games for teenagers and young adults alike. Too old to play Don't Spill the Beans? Then check out Don't Spill the Seeds. Each player adds their seeds to the beaver bucket, and when the bucket spills, you lose your freedom for a minimum of 18 years. Is Ants in the Pants too boring for you? Then try new hands in the pants. Whoever gets the most hands in the pants wins. Try playing two hands at once for a faster finish. Do your parents want you to play Don't Break the Ice, but you're up for a bigger challenge? Well, It sounds like you might be ready to play Don't Break the Hymen. You place a man in the middle while you and your friends bang around, but don't let the man break through or you're going to have some explaining to do. Just because you grow older doesn't mean your days of playing games have to be over. Trust us, the games in life will continue. So have yourself some fun and check out one of the new games for teens from Bash Row. Don't Spill the Seeds. Don't break the hymen. Hands in the pants. And coochies. Be sure to get your ticket. Hurry, don't you miss it. Everybody's got to stand in line. Be sure to back to the on the board. Everybody Choo choo Get on that train Yeah We are back Hello everyone Yeah we's back Welcome back to the podcast Here we are We are here We are not far We are in your ears Spooky We're inside of your head right now How does that make you feel? Pick, pick, picking at your brain, picking at your brain. I'm just picking at your brain. Sam is sleeping and I'm picking at your brain. No, Sam's got something get... in his fucking eye. That's what Sam's got. God damn it. I'm going to get your knowledge and put it in Sam's brain. And I'll listen to you mumble into a microphone. What are you doing into the microphone? Rubbing your eyeball? Mumbling. All right. Welcome back, everyone. We are... A couple of critics, and we are listening to the Gap Band Greatest Hits. Just kidding. It's Best of the Gap Band. We're halfway through it. I remember talking with someone What's up? once when they were trying to debate that there's a difference between greatest hits and the best of. 
And I and I'm under the assumption that it doesn't it's the same thing. I would think that the greatest and the best mean the same thing. Uh, they were trying to say that a best of is like a band <clears throat> choosing those songs. And a greatest hits is based off of numbers. Like their hits, their actual singles and stuff. Okay. And I said they're they're one and the same. Like in the bands, those bands aren't making the greatest hits compilations. At least I assume in most cases, it's the record company that just needed. You know, let's let's put a record out that will sell. We can make some money. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Most of these people want all these songs on one disc anyway. So I don't think the band has anything to do with it. Yeah. All I can see regarding this are um, forums where people discuss their opinions on this. So, I mean, like, you have this post of best versus greatest, and they say that they are different. So, uh, this person's opinion, per this person's opinion, greatest hits is objective. Which song sold the most singles, got the most radio play, on they go, doesn't matter what anyone thinks of them. So, Greatest Hits is objective. They're saying Greatest Hits is just period, fact, statistic-based. Best of is subjective, where somebody selects what they consider the finest numbers, commercial performance be damned. And then the next person is, I disagree. <laughs> so, I don't, I mean, I have no fucking uh, They're one and the same. It's probably, it's probably by album. I, it's probably just like everything else. There's no black and white on this. I'm sure the Gap Band, Greatest Hits, and Best Of are the same fucking thing. Now, if the Red Hot Chili Peppers put out their Best Of, maybe they actually had a hand in it. And it's different because it's there are multiple Best Of and Greatest Hits mm-hmm. by by the, the Gap Band. Yeah. I mean, just speaking of them specifically. Uh-huh. I remember so, like 10 Rick James Best Of's. So it's hard to even... I mean, Best Of in that, meant, in, in that mindset of what that person is saying, 10 Best Of's makes sense because that's diff- 10 different people's opinions yeah, that's true. versus statistically what their best-selling album or songs were. I wonder if they're Best Of's that are like... Like, say the company puts out more like R&B, like smooth R&B, like soft R&B albums. Okay. And say they want to put out a best of, I'm just going to say Rick James, then they might choose, this is what we consider the selection of smoother R&B songs that he did. This would be the best of to us. But wouldn't that be like smooth Rick James? Smooth James? I love smooth Rick James. Is there a smooth Rick James song? Gold. Blooded. That's not I smooth. I don't know. I, I mean, don't think technically, I've ever... it's smooth, but it all feels like funk, rock, and roll to me, baby. Wow! All right, let's go on into the this. next <laughs> song on this Gap Band Greatest Hits, "Stepping Out." Oh, here we go. We got a jammer. Oh yeah, we're coming back with some uh, energy. Babies. And some synergy. And some very uh, s- simple 80s sounds right here. I do have to say that's my least favorite part yes, in the yes, whole song. Yes. Any song that has oh, oh, is Hate just it. like, oh my god, you're definitely uh, putting a timestamp on your music. That's true. And I just think it's an annoying just, sound. I'm glad they don't do it through the whole song. That's but true. But it's still... 
It's still kind of grating. Let's be honest. Let's all be honest and agree on one thing in the world and that the oh-oh sounds of the 80s are obnoxious. We can all please agree on that. Except for that lady at karaoke who used to love doing that and that was just like how she sang along to songs. Awful. Do you remember who I'm talking about? No. She had like her own personal taxi cervix service but with just <laughs> taxi cervix but her own taxi service and she would just like try and hook up with the guys and oh, take them home oh, her oh, yeah yeah she would just always to all songs oh, she would. her input would always just be <laughs> it would be they'd get her up there in groups like it'd be like six girls singing uh-huh. <laughs> I so totally forgot she when I hear that sound every time I think of her Every fucking time. I, I might have accidentally said her name on this podcast, but I can't fucking I don't think you have. I can't remember it. Do you remember it? I remember the first name is Chrissy, but I don't remember the last name. Oh, my God. That's it was Chrissy. Yeah, that's she all would, we're going to say. She so. would. She had a, she had a, a, a taxi, like a ride-giving service. In her own vehicle. Did, sometimes she would end up taking the dudes home. But wouldn't she also sit at the bar sometime and drink with them? Or am I thinking of someone else? I don't remember that. I but just, I do remember hearing that she I would try and fuck I remember hearing men. a couple guys saying that, like, no, she tried to take me home and be like, fuck me. Yeah, and I think that it was very <laughs> you know, short-lived service. And you know that the, like, out of the five that told me that happened to, that said, all of them said they didn't do it. You know that four of them did. Four of them at least got their dick sucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Or handy before they got out of the car. <laughs> she also had a food service. Of course she did. She was uh, she's a big woman. She has it all available for you because she's desperate for you to take her in. What a what a thing to to decide to do. A heavy set woman who's middle aged is like, I'm alone. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go to the bar and be like, Hey, I'm using my vehicle as a taxi to take you home when you're drunk. Let's go. <laughs> she always made that sound. She always made that sound. That's her cum sound. It's a cum call. Oh, God. Cum call. I like this song, by the way. Yeah, this song is grooving like this, this shit. This is where they start the references. I think the heavy references that are P-Funk related. Boogie, baby. Like stepping on the one. We heard the some one of that already, but yeah. On the one, we hear yeah. a lot. And then that... I just hear through the aqua boogie baby. Aqua boogie baby, that's what I hear. No stepping rock, stepping roll, stepping early known brown flower. That's so fun to do. Stepping low, stepping rock, stepping roll, stepping. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> the vocal I was, control. I was mowing the lawn the other day and I was dancing. <laughs> I was going, rock, stepping roll, stepping. Stepping low, stepping rock, stepping roll, stepping. It's, that's fun, like grazing in the grass is fun. Um, grazing in the grass is great. Do it. So people don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I didn't do it. I can dig it, he can dig it, she can dig it, they can dig it, we can dig it, you can dig it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it, baby? Beautiful. Do the rubber boogie, baby. I was a jammer. Oh, yeah, there's so many of these songs that are jammers. I think they're all fucking jammers. 
honestly, uh, that was another, that was actually an earlier track as well in their career. That was uh, 1979. And we're going to go on into uh, the next song, which is Shake. It also came out the same year. I definitely, I mean, in regards to their their greatest hits, their best of, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't think that they ever like lost their energy or what they like. They, they, it was still, the groove was the same level the whole time. Some people like bring it back or take it like more electronic or take it somewhere else into a different genre. I think they were pretty consistent. It's just dancing. Mm -hmm. It seems like the goal is to make you dance. Mm -hmm. Up, up, up tempo groove. Like they're not out to change music. They're just out to have a good time, but also sound groovy and uh, like fucking melted butter just running out of the speakers. <laughs> it sounds like they're saying shit. They're saying shake. I know. And it took me uh, two listens. All the way home, y'all. To be like, oh yeah, they're not saying shit. Now, what's the gust fuss? Guess what I'm gonna do? Shake, 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 shake my booty. Disco. Oh, See, this song is what? even saying, like, I've got no money. I know, it's very irresponsible. I've got nothing. It's very irresponsible. He's going to use what Lily has to just dance his fucking cares away. He doesn't have enough money anyway. He can't make the fucking bills. So I know, he needs he's going to get a goddamn second job and get that shit taken care of. <laughs> Stop too busy spending his money out on dancing juice. He's just dancing, baby. The juice, juice. Is, the, is that vagina that he's going to take home at the end of the night. He's too gotta busy doing bus. that, too. He needs to See? get to work. The Gus Fussing, he has no car. He's got to ride the bus. So all the way the home, Gus he's got to listen to Gus Fuss. The rent is due. He doesn't have the money for the loan. He only has a couple of bucks. All he can fucking do is not lose his fucking mind. Come on, you've been there. We've all been there. We have no money for the big things. We can't. We don't want to fucking lose our minds, so we we buy those little pleasures that help get us through. We all do it. Nope. You were an alcoholic, yeah. You know what I'm talking. About. Nope. I've been a responsible adult my whole life. That's P funk all the way. That walking bass. Yes. Ah, oh, so nice. It, it just brings me joy. It sounds happy. It sounds great. Uplifting. It sounds good. Shit. Shit. Shit your booty. Yeah, there we go. Shit, 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 shit your booty. Shit your booty. At the disco. Shit. (laughs) Shit yourself at the disco. Yeah, he doesn't have enough money for food, so he's got dysentery. He only drinks water that he gets out of a fountain. This is also a really popular song for them. Really? But I don't know. I mean, I say that based on statistics, but when it comes to actual like respect in the music industry, I don't know. 
Like I know P-Funk is respected And I know that there are people who have Sampled a lot of these songs And I mean they're great I, I assume everyone listening has heard At least one of these songs In passing at least at some point In your fucking life I assume, I imagine Everybody's heard you dropped the bomb on me That's, I mean I, I imagine so. In some form of media Whether you remember it or not Especially by this point if they're listening to this thing. Yeah, but I'm saying up until listening to it. There's just got to be some familiarity with it. It's just innocent. But you're saying that you don't... You don't know how much... I don't know how much... industry they get their other due. Other people. But I do know that I watched this... Uh, BET performance that Uncle Charlie did. Which is what... Charlie Wilson, the, I would say the lead singer. Uh, that's what he also goes by because he has had a solo career of his own later on. And uh, and the entire fucking room was on their feet. Uh, almost everyone knew the words to the song. Yeah, that's what we were so, talking about. Like it seemed like. Would show the audience and they would know the it lyrics. It seems like they're into it. I just don't know. Like, I've, I've never personally, I don't think ever in my life, um, heard someone talk about the Gap Band. Well, I'm going to take a step out and say that uh, we're white people who grew up in a very white town. In Indiana. Who grew up with white music, mostly. Well, yeah. So, I don't think you have the right, you might not have been in the right area environment. or the environment to for this to be, like... I mean, who knows? In the in the hood, or I mean, not even the hood, just among a black community mm-hmm. or a soulful community, it might just be like, yeah, fucking Gap Band. What are you talking about? Yeah, we listen to that all all the time. I guess I just feel like that. Uncle would... Charlie, come on now, what are you talking about? I feel like that was so much music that I listened to and podcasts that I listened to. I feel so fucking like I feel foreign in the area that I live. Oh, working the, the fuck out of this it's, state. But isn't it weird to feel like you? We're like dropped in an area that is that you're just like completely opposite of. It feels weird, but I think it's it almost like good. It's a test. <laughs> I think it's a good thing because when we do get out of here, we're gonna appreciate it so much more. I mean, I, I I hate to say this, but when I was in California, and and the way they would talk about like, it's like they had forgotten the flyover states. No, no. I was gonna talk like within reference to weed and stuff. It's like they forgot th- that it could just be a day away from them taking this away from you again, mm-hmm. and you don't realize how good you really have it. And like, they almost took like advantage of it in a way I didn't like. Yeah, to the way people talked about it, almost like they immediately once they got the privilege, it's immediately like uh-huh. an entitlement. And people talking like they throwing like, like throwing half it. joints away, like eh, we have smoked out of it's good enough, like. What are you doing? It's, I mean, it's still a product so, that you're like, yeah, you still so, shouldn't waste. Yeah, so it was like, I think us growing up in this area and living here for as long as we have, which has been too long, thirty three years. It's it's good for us. We're gonna have like a different we're insight. Stay, we're gonna stay appreciative for a lot longer. We're definitely gonna get jaded at one point. But we're going to stay appreciative for a long time because we're going to be like, hey, it could be way fucking worse. I was from Indiana. It's also, um, <laughs> it's the idea of when you grow up poor and you, as they say, 
learn the value of a dollar more yep. so than someone who grows up with a silver spoon up their ass. So who knows? I don't know. I'm only coming from a, I'm a poor girl. I had a classmate call me welfare girl when I was in fourth grade <laughs> and I wasn't on welfare. It's just that his parents made more money than mine. Are we poor? We're poor. You and I are poor. However, but I mean, we're poor in our standards and our American standards. But when it comes to like the world, we don't have to worry whether or not we have food or, or water, water or roof over our heads, which I think puts us in a fucking, I mean, percentage. That's true. Percentile of the world. But am I technically poor? No, we're not. Because I make too much money? We make, we don't always, we can make different decisions with our money. Oh, we're, I'm awful with money. But that's the thing. If the things that we wanted to do were not illegal... Oh, are you talking about how most of our income goes to marijuana? <laughs> it's not most, but you know what I mean. If I didn't have to buy it, I'd have a lot more money. If we didn't have to buy it through middlemen, yeah. it would be more affordable. If I could just grow it? You know what really sucks, guys? I'm going to say this. Um, I'm going to say this officially and forever. The fact that an invisible state line can make all the difference in the world between something that's recreational and not. We have Michigan above us and then Illinois is wanting to be the next state yeah. to legalize it recreationally. Ohio, Ohio has, a, has it medically. Uh, Doesn't Kentucky have it medically, but it's also strict like Ohio. I don't know what Kentucky is. Sure. And Ohio is very strict and it's like oils only at a caps at a certain THC. But then you have to, it's like severity based, right? And I think you, like have, you have to have, have like, like real, it's not like, it's not like when I went to California the first time and I called a guy on the phone and said, I get headaches. And he said, you sound like a perfect candidate for medical marijuana. And I was like, yep. <laughs> it's um, not like that. It's like, I'm going to die in two years and I can't eat food. These invisible lines are driving me insane. I well, want to be on the other side of the invisible say, lines. We're going to travel this goddamn invisible line as soon as we can. I've just been screaming this for so long. And the fact that it's like... I, 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 hate, I hate that it took this to get us here, but, like, I feel like we're finally... I feel like this was what it took to finally get you to be ready to, to know that it's time. You know what also got me ready? Is that I realized I can still have a, a band with people around here, and I can still live across the country. Mm-hmm. Technology is amazing Technology is amazing, and it's all just a fucking plane ride away. I work from away. home. Like, technology yeah. is amazing. Everything the is things just, you can do. It's just a plane ride away. And I'm it's in, five hours away. Yeah, I'm in contact, and I'm sharing things and files and shit with my coworkers yeah. all day long. Exactly. And from different states and all of that shit. Yeah. From different companies uh-huh. that are importing files and stuff. Yep. Like, it's the same fucking thing. This is all possible. Like exactly. we live in a time like where I feel like musically, I wish we could have been somewhere else. Like, and I feel like I wish that I was maybe in a time where there was a little more musical integrity. Um, oh, more, I do too. Yeah. But at the same time, the availability and the convenience of being able to share things and access things. Um, I really love being in this time for that yeah, sort of thing. Well, it's never been easier to make and produce your own music. But it's also never been harder to make money off of said and to music. to sell it, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Whereas in the past, I could have been good, which I'm going to be pompous here because I'm good at playing instruments. I could have just been like in the 80s and 70s and been like a hired gun. Mm-hmm. Maybe even in the 90s. And I probably still could if I wanted to, but 
Oh, man. I don't know. It just seemed a little easier to make real money then. Mm-hmm. And I might not just be doing it right. And I might just be an idiot not doing it right. And that's probably the case because there are musicians still making money. But it just seems a little... The path that I had understood how it to be has changed, so now I have to figure out how to do it the other way. Yeah. And I haven't figured that out because I'm not good at social media, as anybody can tell who follows the Instagram <laughs> account. Uh, I haven't been very good with the Facebook page lately either. Yeah. Um, but, but the interactions haven't been as high, so uh, interact with us, guys. Let's yeah. go on to the next Let's song. Move on. We are yearning for your love. <laughs> no! My finger hit the wrong song! Oh, no. Yearning for your love. We didn't get that far into it. Yeah, this is a soft song. So this is where we beg you um, to like us. This is why we made That's this. That's what makes people like you is That's, when you beg for mm-hmm. to like That's you. why we made this podcast. We just want to put ourselves out there and be like, guys, this is us. Why did we make this podcast? We, really? You're asking me this? Just because we wanted one. It's because we thought that we could uh, try it out and potentially be funny. And... So yeah, we wanted we had our mindset to do it before we came up with an actual idea, but I think we knew that it had to be music based in some sense. And we just I didn't think have the logistics. Came up with an original with. idea. Thanks. I mean, I'm, I think it suits. It's us not as original people. talking about music, obviously, but no. it's original where we take the opposite thing of the other person. And present it to them, and you have to check it out. <laughs> and it's—I mean, it's really—they always say that opposites attract, and uh, I mean, obviously we're similar in some ways, but we're very different in other ways. And musically, happens to be one of those ways. And I know that we're not the only couple out there that's like that. There are couples oh, everywhere yeah. who have differing tastes, where there are things that you can listen to together, but you have your own shit as well. Yeah. And uh, it's just interesting to be able to kind of break that wall. Especially if you happen to be an asshole and your spouse is also kind of an asshole. (laughs) So it's like harder to share stuff with each other. This kind of forces you to not only open yourself up and decide what to share with them, but then I think it... I think that it helps us be more open-minded because we also love and respect each other. I think if we didn't and we were just like, I'm going to shit on this, it would be different. But I think we also are just like respectful to the process. We're both open to the idea of being open to things and not just shitting on each other for the sake of it. I was going to say, you're right, because it's... I I can't see him be like... I don't think you're stupid. And I enjoy your pr- company, so like, I have to take it as like, well, I mean, she's not stupid. There's got to be something in this that's. Instead of it just being like, <laughs> anyone who listens to this is a fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, and then I don't remember what I was gonna say. But it helps though, because in- instead of you being so cold and closed-minded and just shutting it off, you're yeah, we like each other, we love each other, we respect each other, so. It's the same thing. It's like, what does this person who I enjoy see in this thing that means something to them? It's just interesting. It's just like a piece inside of someone who you like. Uh, I find this song to be kind of boring. I get it, but I also love uh, R&B, so... I mean, this is definitely a weaker song, but I also enjoy it. 
This is this is the although listen to the guitar riff. Yeah, this song is groovy as shit. Uh, well, I find it kind of boring. That guitar riff rhythm is fast and it's weird. I think that's what saves the song from being completely boring. If it didn't have that guitar, it would just be super boring. I was putting the mower away. Same mower session from before. And, uh, this song was on and I was thinking like man this song kind of bores me and as I'm putting the mower away I heard that guitar riff and I like stopped and I was like oh oh yeah and I rewound it and like tried to figure out what the rhythm was and I still don't really know what it is but it's interesting there's a long time in it guitarded guitarded I said guitarded it's, this song is very guitarded it's almost six minutes long god damn it <laughs> The distorted guitar <laughs> solo is a little nice addition to Guitarded. <laughs> my God. I'm going to start saying that now when my fingers aren't doing what they want on a guitar. Oh, my God. Like, oh man, my fingers are acting all guitarded. <laughs> this was brought up in the uh, in the back episode as well because I played the, uh, that like, sex, where it's at, like, sex for teens or whatever, and it was just that, like, audiobook. I don't remember this conversation at all. <laughs> talking about Beck. I know that. I just couldn't remember what I was referring to. That's not enough. Out of my life. In and out of my life. Is he saying, you can't keep running in and out of my life? I think so. Funk songs are interesting because there's guys that just make that noise. It's like, ow, hey. And, and in this one, he's been going like, and like not finishing the words. Just right at the end there. I almost sounded Aaron Nevely. Aaron Nevely sounds devilly. <laughs> not into it. Aaron, Aaron Neville is the devil. Do you like that rhyme? Yeah. It's how, it's how you feel. I don't think he's the devil. I just think he's, he's just not for me. Aaron Neville's voice was not made for me. Thanks, God. All right, let's move on to the next song. Outstanding, which I accidentally started playing earlier. Slip of the thumb, baby. <laughs> this knocked me up. Is that what you said? No, but that's what I'm going to say from here on out. Came out in 1982, this song did. All of these hits came out before we were born. This makes me feel like I'm at a pool party. Really? Like a hip-hop pool party. I would never have been cool enough to have been invited to, one, a party in general, um, but secondly, a party that would play a cool song like this. That's true. I just feel like I'm seeing a... A pool party music video. Oh yeah! Like everybody's like sepia toned, doing that slow dance mm-hmm. around, and then there's like one really fat guy who's still wearing a shirt while everybody else is in like bathing suits, but the really fat guy's in a shirt. Yeah, but he's not in the pool. He's, he's not in the pool, no. But he's he just, in a lawn chair. He just walks by one scene and just through. 
All those parties always look really fun for a couple reasons. Black booties. Black booties. Uh, Black blunts. boobies. Yeah, blunts. And you get to spray liquor on girls. I, I'm pretty sure it's a fun time. <laughs> I love this verse, or at least this part. The vocals here are so good. Baby, god damn! <laughs> That's fucking music. <laughs> What's fucking music to you? I assume it's Aren't not the typical scared, R&B. Oh, you want to talk about that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's fucking music? Nothing. Is it rhythm and blues? I really don't know. I'm not thinking about music at all. I agree. I don't think of music. There's not music that I would think. But if I was like, someone was like, put on some music, I would think to put on something smooth. Something funky, something fucky. Funky I'd, and fucky. I'd have, smooth. I'd have to be like, what do you want to listen to? Because... I'll put on the misfits. I don't. I don't know what this means. I'm, and I'll fuck to the tempo. <laughs> Rap fink. Do Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. You like decrepit birthday? You want to fucking listen to dying fetus? Let's do. I guess I would never be like. I want this person to think of me as. Being exciting and like oh, interesting, um, I, I want to be like sexy to this person, so I'm gonna play the gap band so they can think of like a big gaping vagina while they're having sex with me. Now, what are you gonna say, sweetheart? I, I think like maybe Zeppelin, hey, hey, mama, sit the way but it has to be like low, I don't know, like general roll. rock and roll. It would be like, yeah. Like doors. Like bluesy? So you're thinking more bluesy. Yeah. Slower. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's not bad. Like still in a rock and roll area, but yeah, blues, that works good, yeah. Some Johnny Winter, you can think of that pasty <sighs> bastard playing a guitar while I'm inserting my panacea into you. So, so, panacea? Yeah, I think I stole it from Louis C.K. You should, My uh, hero. Leave everything... <laughs> From Louis C.K. on the bed. Oh, yeah. All the jizz and all. So, jizz the, is one of my favorite words. Jizz and all. So, it sounds like a, um, that sounds like an over the counter, like pain medication. Jizz does? Jizz and all. Oh, jizz and all. <laughs> Doctor, I got really crazy sized loads. Well, you need a sub- subscription. You need a prescription of Jizzanol. No, it's over-the-counter. I just said that. Okay, you just need uh, over-the-counter Jizzanol. Jizzanol. Uh, must be 14. <laughs> okay. So the song that I knew before this, there's a song that I knew oh, that yeah. sampled this. What is this? It's making me crazy you because know this? I know there's something that's been sampled for this. Okay. So there is a song that came out in the uh, mid to late 90s by I Own This Album. Okay. <clears throat> There's an artist named Tatiana Imali. Tatiana? Tatiana Imali 
was on a show called Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She played Ashley, the little sister. All right. She put out a song that got heavy airplay on MTV. Did she do it on all that? I don't know. Okay. Sorry, I thought you might have been like, fuck yeah, she did, I got the video. (laughs) No, I don't know. But um, she did a song called Boy You Knock Me Out, so... uh, we're gonna listen to a little bit of that because uh, a lot of people don't even probably don't even know that she's made music. But uh, I loved her. I thought Ashley was adorable, and they were actually there was an episode where she uh, was a singer and got a singing career. I think it was like a two part episode. Oh, and I I loved it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. And uh, so and this album was actually produced by Will Smith. She has a very smooth voice. This is not what I thought of, by the way. Are you looking up songs that have uh, sampled Outstanding? Yeah. Trying to find one. And if I find one that's a video of a pool, it's going to be out of sight. So you own this album, you said? Yeah, I love this song. And I'm sure... Do you like that album? Uh, I never listened to the whole album. I just listened to the songs that I knew. Let's uh, go forward just a little bit. And let's, uh, let's hear Will Smith's part. I mean, we all want to hear the Big Willie style, right? Have you figured out the song? Uh, there's a Notorious B.I.G. song called The B-Side with The Brat featuring Notorious B.I.G. and Jermaine Dupri. I don't know that, but I also didn't. Uh, 9-11 by Mr. Lonely. Or 9-11 Mr. Lonely by Tyler the Creator featuring Frank Ocean. And a Ja Rule song? No, goddamn, A Shanti song? What's that one? Happy. That's okay. Okay. Are there I wonder people if it's in a that pool? One. Probably. <laughs> Hold on a second. That sounds familiar as fuck. <laughs> I I hope it is a pool video, please. Oh, I don't have the video, but I think I'm it a... is. This is the song. Right back at ya. I've thumbs this song down in the past. You have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pulled it up and it has a thumbs down on it. <laughs> it also has jaw roll in it. Let me go to the chorus. I've never heard this. Yeah, this is nothing like that song. All right. Let's learn about this. This is the brat. Doesn't seem familiar either. No, but I love it. <laughs> I fucking you love it. You might like Debrat. I like Debrat. Oh, I like do you some... have a Debrat album? I have. Yeah. yeah so. Do you have a Debrat album? That didn't work. Damn it. 
Let's go on to the second to last song. I'm ready if you're ready. People are going to be like this. These episodes are just getting longer and longer. These fucking assholes just babble. I can't get through this anymore. I think this one's going to be shorter than the Beck episode. There's no structure. Yeah, there is. There's a structure. It's called the fucking album. This this feels like I'm playing a Sonic game. Yeah, but this song is much smoother than you think it's going to be because it sounds kind of cheesy, I think, coming in with this really synthesized sound. But the vocals are so smooth. You know that little knob on the side of synthesizers that pins the pitch? You ever seen those? It's a a little knob that you can go left or right and it'll make the pitch go down or up. So that's why you can hear that. Very a lot of those uh, clap sounds. A lot of claps. I didn't notice that before. Heavy claps. See, that's things that like, as a mix, a guy who like tries to mix his own music sometimes. I would be like, guys, that's too much clapping, right? Like, but you didn't even notice it really. It just kind of faded in. Yeah, but as a guy who would be mixing it, I'd just be like, it's like all I can hear, guys, is the clapping. Are we sure it's gonna work? Are we sure it's gonna work? And it's like the thing that makes it the sound that it is. And I'd just be so self-conscious about it, I'd turn it down so low. Yeah. Never noticed it. You can hear the room in it. Charlie's voice is so butter, baby. It's butter. Just because they say you don't want to suck doesn't mean that you don't want to. I love it so much. This falls back into the kind of boring for me. This is a song that I would find myself dancing to, listening to. Just like, I feel like I should be bored. Like, the, it has a very repetitive sound. But there's something about it. I don't know if it claps. It might be. But there's something about it that just, like, pulls my shoulders into it. it makes me moving back and forth. And all of a sudden, my fucking white arms are flying in the air. Oh, yeah. It's a zoner outer for me. You're not ready for this. This is a later. This is 1984. I think this is the latest song on this compilation. We're still not born yet. But we may have been... uh, well, I wouldn't have been made. No, no, I wouldn't have been either. Neither one of us was conceived until 1985. We're both later in the year. I think for me, it's because there's no like real heavy jam like riff to it. It's so heavily synthesized. It's very synthesized. It's very like it almost feels like it got widened up. I don't want that to be the word, but it seems like. Well, and I think for me, the redeeming quality is that as white as the music sounds, his voice is so soulful. And I think that like, I don't, I personally don't focus on the music. I, I wait for his voice to come in and I just listen to his voice and I'm just like, yeah, it's so good. And it might be in contrast, but I haven't said anything other than his voice is amazing and butter the whole fucking time. So I'm clearly biased. There's the window into the thing is, uh, I definitely listen to the music a lot more. Like, I never even thought about his voice once until the other day when you were like, 
his voice is so good. And I was like, I never even really listened to it that way. But I mean, since you've listened, do you hear? I so it's a good voice, but I don't. It doesn't like blow me away. No, it just sounds like a kind of a generic voice. I don't know. It's not like definitive to me. I don't think you could play this guy. And I actually, I just said it earlier. Like I just I didn't know all these songs were this one band. So like it just sounded like a general generic voice to me. I mean, yeah, he's a good singer. I'm not taking that away from him, but it, it was surprising for me to hear how connected to his voice you were because I was not. And it took me after you saying that to even listen to his voice in that way. Like, yeah, he's a great singer, but... He's so soulful. He's a goofy-looking motherfucker, but uh, he's got a very soulful voice. He looks like my friend Kevin Schmidt, like the black Kevin Schmidt. Tall Kevin Schmidt. I don't see that at all. Same goatee action. And Charlie Wilson still sounds, um, I would say, about exactly the fucking same. Uh-huh. Uh, most people, you can hear the age in their voice. I don't hear it with him, really. Yeah, I mean, we watched truly, a video it, the other day. It was a BET Awards performance from 2013. And he did like an 11, 12-minute montage of songs. Um that were Gap Band, that were his solo stuff, that were songs that... He was on a song that Snoop Dogg did called Signs, which sampled a Gap Band song. Charlie Wilson added lyrics, or add vocals too, and then Justin Timberlake was also on it. So, um, Justin Timberlake was also included with it, and they were all just doing like Gap Band songs and different shit, and Uh, Charlie sounds good. Which, while we're bringing uh, Justin Timberlake up, (laughs) I made this... Uh, what's uh, the the word? The uh, whitest? Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made the comment that when he sang, he was definitely the nerdy white boy of the group. You could tell from the voice. He sings well, but you could just tell it was like he's whiny. He was like, oh, there's the white guy. Yeah, he's he's got a whiny sound. Uh, what I was gonna say though is the video. I was referencing the other video where he's in England, and I don't remember what song they do. Remember, and there's like tall Sherlock Holmes walking around, and he does that laugh mm-hmm. thing, and he's still getting like all those same laughing tones. Is he's he still t- getting all those same high tones. It's uh, oops upside your head is what he did. Yeah, he's still got all the same tones. Yeah, he hits notes like a motherfucker. Still, yeah. his tone still sounds really good. He doesn't sound aged. Because um, as of now, I believe I know one for sure. One member is passed away in 2010. Um, I know Charlie's still alive. I I am not sure if he's now the only one, but I think he's not the only one. So most of the Gap Band is alive, but they technically they broke up in 2010. They break up when the guy died? I don't know if it's when he died or right before because he was sick or something and they just decided that it was time. Yeah. I, I don't know how he died. I think he was kind of young, though. Not like super young, but... Still, we consider like 50 to be young nowadays, so. Definitely. All right, we have one more song, which I think definitely pulls from the P-Funk, uh, the P-Funk era, as uh, you would hear in their music, Jam the Mother, which 
to me sounds... <laughs> Even the title. <laughs> it sounds like it's from 1983. Yes. And it's so heavily P-Funk. I think it might be the the heaviest P-Funk. It's Atomic Dog P-Funk. That's just George Car or George Clinton. That's not P-Funk. I, I'm going to make this uh, very bold statement that I consider Parliament... Funkadelic and George Clinton things all to be the same. It's all the same. <laughs> Even though George Clinton, I don't. Was he involved in Funkadelic? Absolutely. Yeah. He did it all. I thought he left. I thought that no. P Funk has done things without him. Is that, is that wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, they might have, but it's still like, he's the man. Because I can't remember which order it was. Parliament was first or Funkadelic was first. I can't I think remember. Parliament was first. And then they started, they performed as different bands. And, and then, then eventually they were like, look, we're just the same band. Funkadelic, Funkadelic was like heavier rock. Yeah. And, and Parliament was like dancier stuff. Yeah. yeah. I like Funkadelic. I like them both. I know I do too. I just there's a uh, maggot brain the album by yeah funkadelic. I'm a fan. Parliament funkadelic, bitch. Yeah, that even sounds like George Clinton. Oh, any. I wonder. I, I wonder what George thought of. I'm gonna see if I can find anything. Find it out. He might hate him. Who knows? I hope he loved him. I assume I he, he didn't. I hope he saw them as uh, funkateers. Funkateers. Yeah. Funkateers, baby. I mean, he straight lifts phrases. Turn this mother out. Jamming on the one. Oh, it's really good. I could hear this being sampled by like uh, 90s West Coast hip hop. I'm not finding anything jump out at me of anything connecting them like positively or negatively. Oh, I never said what gap band means. The Gap Band is a shortened version of what the title was originally, which is awful. I'm going to go ahead and preface it with that. <laughs> they started as Greenwood, Archer, and Pine. That doesn't, that's not even the full thing, but it's, uh, they were street names. And they changed it to the Gap Band. They shortened it to the Gap Band. Which is way fucking better. I mean, it's kind of unusual on its own, but... Jam the mother. <laughs> this song sounds very filler to me. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Wilson is dead. Ronnie and Charlie are alive. But they were technically active from 74 through 2010. That's Jam the Mother. 
We are finished with the Gap Band Greatest Hits. There it was. We have finished you, everyone. Yeah. Um, so that part is over, and it is now time to get to the point of the podcast where we uh, go over some questions. Questions, questions. All right. That's what you got. So the first question is, um, why did I choose this? I felt that it was time to funk it up. I fucking love music like this. I love music that's high energy, um, that just has a good groove. Shit like this, I have a hard time listening to it and not dancing in my seat. So when I'm working and sitting at a computer all day, um, sometimes I need a jolt of energy since I don't drink coffee. Um, so music is often what I will use to wake my ass up. And this is uh, this is one of those things I thought it would be just a good higher energy episode, even though I think we talk so much that it wears people out. Uh, I still, I would say that that's why I chose it. Um, what did I think that you thought when I gave it to you? Easy peasy. I think you may have said something along those lines. Easy uh, peasy. Is that what you felt? I don't know, but that's what I was going to say. What, what was your judgment prior to listening to it? Easy peasy. <laughs> do you, excuse me, do you know how many times you listen to this? Easy peasy. I have no idea. I didn't keep track. I definitely listened to it quite a bit. Uh, probably five or six times. Okay. I This is one of those things where it's like, I didn't really have to listen to it a bunch because I've heard all, we've listened to this in your car driving mm-hmm. to places before. I think there was a long stretch of time where this was the CD that was just in your CD player. Yeah, I think and this that's was, what was just played. For months, this was yeah. just in my <laughs> car CD player. It was just Gap Band on repeat. Yeah, so it, it, they were all familiar. This time it was literally, like the first two times, it was just, I just danced the whole time. <laughs> and then the third time, I really started listening for things. And then like evaluating. And then by the fourth time, I had chosen my favorite song, which I... Had a feeling of what it was the very first listen through. Did you listen to this only with headphones on or did you ever play this? Only headphones. My stereo is broken at work right now. Oh, shit. Um, All right. So we are since I mean, I don't know how many times I listened to it. I know it was more than that. Um, We are to the least favorite song. Least and favorite song. Least and most. Do you know what yours is? Yeah, but I can never remember names. So I'm like. Well, I can go first while you're trying to figure it out. If okay, you... well, or I can just ask you which one it is. What's the ballad one? <laughs> yearning for uh, your love? Is it yearning for your love? Is that what you're... I think so. Yearning for your love. Well, I can play... Oh, well, I was going to play it on oh, here. I didn't mean to hit that. But yeah. It just actually played. Yeah, yearning for your love is my least favorite. Just because it's just... I love funkin' stuff, but like there are certain aspects of R&B that get too laid back for me. Mm-hmm. They get too like I don't want to say cheesy, but the the key is too happy. It's just too like I see rose petals on the fucking floor. That makes it, sense. And I and I do not like that shit. I'm not romantic, mm-hmm. so like it just rubs me wrong. I I I probably should be romantic, and yeah. I'm sure you would appreciate it if I were more romantic, mm. but. But uh, it's just not in me, and it actually irritates me to points. <laughs> okay, I understand. But not that song, because they're it's it's another one of those deals where I don't hate that song at all. It's just I had to choose a least favorite, mm-hmm. and I love that. It's my favorite guitar riff in the whole 
thing. Yeah. It's really the only time I noticed a guitar riff. Mm-hmm. And I'm a guitar player, so when I found the song, it was like, oh, wow, I noticed a guitar line in there. That was pretty cool. But if I had to pick a song, it's that one. On okay. This one. My least favorite would have to be the uh, P-Funk Heavy Jam the Mother. The last song? The last song, the one I feel way less connected <laughs> to it. I mean, it's upbeat. It's got energy. Um, it feels like a total filler song to me. I just... I agree. There's nothing agree. that grabs me. I would be fine stopping the album before this. I just don't care. Really, either way. It'd make you dance, though. It does make me dance, but I just don't feel uh, connected, connected to, the... to it. I get that. And There's usually, no real soul to it. But like, usually something's like, jam. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, for some reason with us, I'm just uh, not. Uh, most it might be because it's such a ripoff. <laughs> I don't know. Most favorite song, Sam. My, oh, fuck. I did. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's this song. Well, tell me. Open up your mind. Open up your mind. Wide. Open up your mind wide, baby. I'm pretty sure that's the song. I'd have to hear the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yes. This groove is the fucking shit. I every time this song come on came on, I'd be like, oh! And I just like and it's not like a it's not like a crazy dancing, it's like a, oh my god. This it's is got so the groove. Yeah, it just gets me. Oh, I just wanna feel it real quick. This song gets me like handcuffs gets me. By Parliament. You don't feel that butter melting on that I do, biscuit? Yeah, I do, I do. I get, I get what you're saying. It just didn't pop out to me at first. And yeah, that's part of why this song is fucking good, because I think he's extra savory on that song. Yeah, that's good. I'm honestly shocked that that's the song that you chose. I never <laughs> I thought, wanted for that. I thought that was going to be the never shocker. Would've. Well, and for me, before we listened to this, I think early in the morning would have been my favorite. But for whatever fucking reason, my opinion has changed. And this week I have been so fucking and outstanding. I don't know why. It's not a song that has ever stood out to me before. It's never anything that I've uh, sought out in the past. But I can't get this song. And I accidentally just got to that part. (sighs) I just, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty it's fucking good. Fucking amazing vocals. It's, it's so groovy to me. It's got that same laid back groove that I like of the song I chose. I can like feel it in my body. <laughs> there it oh, it's so good. It's so smooth. It's so uh, silky. I fucking love it so much. <laughs> so yeah, outstanding. Uh, is currently my favorite song on the album. Bam. Um, how old was I when I first started listening? I don't know, but I feel like I was a young adult. I don't feel like I was in high school. I 20s? Feel like, I feel like it's something very early 20s that I found when I was just trying to... I was just reaching for everything that I could find and mm-hmm. trying to just branch out and branch out and just, just... Figure out who you really are? Just please let me absorb everything and just give me stuff. Um, so yeah, I would say early 20s. So it's I've been listening to this for about a decade or a little more. Um, how did I originally this this actual this actual album because okay. I bought this greatest hits. I got a question while I'm thinking of it, and I, it was a question from earlier, and it might have been one of the brain farts. Okay, 
Have you ever listened to a Gap Band f- album? No. I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to find probably an earlier one where it's less synthy. Yeah, and I, I mean, I trust me, I thought about this, and we've talked about this, and having like a little bit of a weirdness about the idea of doing a greatest hits because we're not oh. doing the actual like album that uh-huh. was created justice. But this is what I listen to. I think it's a this legitimate is what thing because me in. our angle is something that affected us, something that we latched onto. If mm-hmm. it was a greatest hits that did it, then it was a greatest hits that fucking did it. And I think that for me that happened a little more because I am a little more radio friendly. Um, you are much more full album oriented. And, and we're in Indiana. You don't have access to Gap Band albums. You have an access to one best of Gap Band at Walmart. That I found at Walmart. Yeah. And we're not getting... Like their markdown stuff that I didn't just see like a Gap Band section. It was just yeah. like... Now if you want Garth Brooks, you can get any Garth Brooks album you want. <laughs> Candy Chesney, they got them all. That's definitely, and I'm not saying that I'm special. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone around, but like it is, it can be frustrating to feel, to truly feel like I don't fit in. Like I'm literally born in a fucking field. And you are. (laughs) And I, and I'm just like, I'm not in the right spot. No, well, you're like, not. Like, something just dropped me in the wrong spot. No, you're not. For and people, I don't hate, I don't even hate country music. I'll, I mean, some of it, a lot of it I do. But not all of it. Like, I, it's just, just. Well, there's like, certain things about you that just. But there are just certain things about to be here. me that aren't <laughs> red state. Uh, no. And for those that don't know, it's not just red state. We're in a pretty small town. We're not like in Indianapolis. We're not in a s- city. A, it's a small town. It's a population of like seven or 8,000 people. Predominantly white. And when I say predominantly, I mean 99.99%. And a lot of it's country. Yeah. And Not a lot, a lot of it's, town. A lot of it's very closed-minded. Mm-hmm. We see a lot of trucks that have like locker up stickers on it. And a lot of them on there. And they have huge American flags sticking off their trucks, which doesn't seem safe to me. <laughs> but we're... We're in fucking Hilltown. We're and, in Hillbilly area. And businesses, businesses that like build nice, well-constructed signs that say like Trump 2020 that they put up in front of their business to be like, this is what represents who we are. Which I think is crazy no matter are. who you back I think, up. I think it's <laughs> we weird. We politics out of your fucking business. <laughs> I, f- I think it, but that's the thing. I think it's only okay if you're being inclusive. If it's like. We we accept you like we're celebrating Gay Pride Month with you uh-huh. or like we're celebrating this with you uh-huh. like that's inclusive but to yeah. just be like we celebrate this presidential candidate uh, that seems that's weird weird and then so the point I was making is that you are special in this area because I don't know anyone seeking out gap seeking bands. out <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just weird in this area even I'm weird in this area like. Yeah. I'm not weird in regular cities like Pittsburgh or anything. I'm not weird at all. Mm-hmm. Like actually, I'm probably seen as not, I don't want, I don't know what the word is, but not as crazy as I am seen in this area. In this area, yeah, I'm the fucking crazy one. <laughs> I'm the mm-hmm. black shirt wearing misfits listening to. I'm just a guy who has a mohawk every once in a while. I'm just a basic overweight white girl who has always been really interested in um, black media. And even black art. When I went to the Cincinnati Museum, which is a really nice museum in the country, like it's it's one of the uh, 
it's not a shitty museum. It's not a throwaway museum. It's a well-regarded museum in the United States. And, um, fuck. Train of thought. Black culture in uh, I was drawn to, and I I feel like I'm always drawn to the African art more so than other things. You collected African art pieces there for a while. Mm -hmm. You had that awesome rug. Yeah, that was an African rug. That was sweet. Yeah, the African lady picture that was uh, really fucking cool. It's just, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not like Rachel Dolezal. I don't pretend to be anything. I just have such a respect for the culture. Like the arts. Like somebody likes Japanese art. You just, you just buy it. I just the music, man. If something can bring me to tears, uh, it's usually uh, a black singer. Especially in that time, their soul. They're still. God, we, this is so fucking it's stupid. I'm saying this is a white guy. And music. But they have pain that they're actually fucking getting through in their voice. And you can sense that you can when there's an actual it. soul, there's an actual feeling in their singing. A pain, yeah, for sure. All right, so... Um, Coming out of two white people, that was the fucking worst conversation ever. <laughs> it is, but at least it's positive in the sense that like we enjoy it, we appreciate it, we respect it, we love it. Ugh. So it's not like we're like, I don't understand it. Mm. We're saying we don't belong with all these fucking hillbillies because we respect and like these other things. Please don't consider me a hill person. <laughs> I mean, all right. So um, I've always loved this. How did I originally feel about it? Always loved it. What I recommended today. Absolutely. Goddamn right. If it's not your style, I apologize. But this is right up my fucking alley. I love this album. Um, would you choose to listen to this again? Uh, yeah, I think I've listened to this on my own anyway. All right. So now it's time. At least in funk compilations. I've bought many a funk compilation in my life. So All right. Easy. All right. Peasy. So, Sam. Yes. What's next? Well, you already know because I we do. busted it out earlier. But no one else knows. That's so true. we have to keep um, not referencing how we know things. I like the, 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 that thing. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I don't think people care that we know ahead of time that you're like, she already knows. I, I'm, I'm having fun with it. Okay. That's how I do podcasting is don't think about them. You guys think hear the tension me. right now? Do you guys hear the weird, <laughs> awkward fucking tension right now? I don't because I'm doing fine. We are going and have listened to Sleep. And I don't remember what the fucking album is called. You don't, do you? I do. Uh, you know why? Because I have it right here. Uh, Sleep's Holy Mountain. The yes. full dynamic range edition. Yeah, there's several editions. Yeah, so we're getting doom metal crazy. Sleep. We're getting slow. That's what's, uh, that's what's next up, everybody. Fun episode. Fun dancing in my chair. I hope all of you that listened danced as well. And maybe some people out there uh, learned that they enjoy the Gap Band. Well, holy, holy shit, listen to this. And then they were like, I like that groove. I like the Gap Band. Well, on that note, we're going to groove the fuck on out of here. So thank you guys for listening. Use your Jizzanol every night. Take it as the doctor prescribed. And, uh... Have a good groove in time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.